From sunny Minnesota, this is the Polaris Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I am Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert. But as always, I am joined by one. Today, we're going to learn about proper battery care on our Polaris off-road vehicles. And educating us on that topic will be a returning guest, Polaris service engineer Guy Burnt. Guy is going to teach us all about our batteries and how to take care of them. So let's get him on the line and talk batteries. You've got questions about batteries. We've got just the man to answer them. Guy, welcome back to the podcast. How have you been? I've been doing great, Joe. Thank you. How, are, how have you been? Not too bad. I was eager to get you on the podcast to talk about batteries because one of the most popular articles we have on the Polaris Help Center features a video that you made about batteries. So I'm going to put a link to that in the description of this episode so everyone can check that out. But let's talk about batteries and start with the basics. Right off the top, what safety tips should people know when they are dealing with battery service? That's a great question. So when it comes to safety, you know, it's very important to follow the uh, proper order of operations when you are attempting to connect or disconnect a battery from a vehicle or if you're attempting to connect or disconnect uh, jumper cables. What you want to do, I'll start with the removal and installation of a battery. So you always want to disconnect the negative cable first when you're disconnecting a battery. That way, um, in most vehicles, Polaris vehicles included, and in, in most of automotive, uh, they use the chassis as the ground for the circuit. So anything metal could be used as a ground on the vehicle. And if you were to disconnect the positive cable first, your wrench could arc and spark and cause uh, that kind of an issue if you touch anything metallic other than the battery terminal with your wrench. You eliminate that risk if you disconnect the negative cable first. And, and so now the chassis is no longer ground. Uh, and then you can move over to the positive post. Um, the opposite is true if you're, if you're going to connect a battery. You want to put the positive cable on first and then connect the negative cable last. And, and that will eliminate the uh, potential, uh, or I should say the difference in potential for uh, voltage to jump through your wrench and, and possibly through your uh, wedding ring or, or you know something else that you might have uh, nearby in your hand. It's also important to do that because you don't want to create a lot of sparks on top of the battery. A byproduct of the electrolysis that happens inside of the battery is, uh, is hydrogen gas is released. And so there could be a small pocket of hydrogen gas that's, that's kind of hovering you know, at or near the battery. And obviously, it's extremely flammable. So you don't want to generate sparks there uh, if you can avoid it. If you're going to attach jumper cables, you want to follow this procedure. So start by attaching one of the red jumper cable clamps to the positive terminal on the dead battery. Then attach the other end of that cable, the, the other red clamp, to the positive terminal on your good battery. Next, attach the black jumper cable clamp to the negative terminal on your good battery. And then attach the other end of that black cable, the other black clamp, to an unpainted surface that's metallic or another appropriate ground uh, location on the vehicle with the dead battery. Uh, we do not recommend attaching this clamp to the negative terminal on the dead battery itself. And this recommendation is in place to reduce the chance of sparks and or damage to the battery and increases your own personal safety. So what kind of battery is in my Polaris off-road vehicle? 
Well, that's a great question. There's there's a few different types of batteries um, that you'll find in use on your Polaris vehicle. And then, of course, there's a world of, of aftermarket batteries you might run into as well. Um, we'll stick to the three basic types that, that we generally have in, in Polaris vehicles. The first type is a conventional battery. It's it's a pretty standard flooded lead acid type of a battery. A full charge on this battery would read 12.6 to 12.8 volts. They are used in power sports most often due to the longer shelf life. Um, a dealer or, you know, when you get the battery, you would add the acid to it when you're ready to put it into service and then charge it. Um, and that allows the battery to, to live on the shelf or, you know, on a vehicle, you know, on the show floor um, for a lot longer. And you can avoid having the sh- a shorter battery life by utilizing that type of a battery. The next one, is the AGM battery. AGM stands for absorbed glass mat type of battery. Um, same full charge voltage. You're going to see 12.6 to 12.8 volts coming out of that battery when it's got a full charge. It's a little different from a conventional battery. The, as the name indicates, uh, the electrolyte is absorbed into fiberglass mats that are placed between the lead plates inside. Um, it uh, ends up being more durable against vibration, and you can pack uh, a little more amperage into a smaller package. Pretty low in terms of uh, maintenance required for that, just uh, keeping the terminals clean and tight uh, and the battery adequately charged is all that's needed there. And then finally, the low-maintenance battery is uh, its much like the conventional battery uh, in function and performance. Uh, 12.6 to 12.8 volts is a full charge. The, just like the conventional battery, it's it's lead plates submerged in a liquid electrolyte, and uh, you know it's pretty low maintenance as the as the name indicates. Just uh, keeping the terminals clean and keeping it charged is all that's required for maintenance there. Where the conventional battery, uh, the first one we talked about, kind of splits off from these two is that there is more maintenance involved. You should keep an eye on the water level that's inside the battery. And uh, if it becomes low, it would need to be topped off with distilled water to keep uh, keep its voltage output uh, steady and, and uh, keep it from uh, having a shorter than usual uh, life in the field. And those are the three main ones that you'll see us use in, in Polaris off-road vehicles. So if I'm brand new to all of this and I'm looking at my battery trying to figure out which kind I have it, you were just talking about, Guy, how can I tell what type of battery is in my vehicle? Yeah, that's a good question, Joe. The, it can be a little tricky to tell which one you have if you don't know what you're looking for. There are a few clues that you can use to follow. And so what I do when I'm looking at the battery, a conventional battery will generally have uh, removable caps. There's usually one removable cap for every cell on the top of it. And that is where you can uh, add distilled water to the battery to uh, help maintain that electrolyte level inside of it. Uh, oftentimes, the conventional battery also has kind of a translucent case, um, which allows you to be able to monitor that water level a little better. And... Uh, they're generally known as like a power sports battery or a lawnmower battery. If you were to go pick one up at the at the hardware store, for example, where we get into AGM batteries, it's a little trickier to know if if you've got an AGM battery in your hands. The the best uh, clue I've been able to find on these is is you usually find the term 
sealed on the battery, meaning it's a sealed battery. It won't uh, it won't leak if if it's tipped over, and uh, and that's the strongest indication you'll likely get on on a battery to to know that it's an AGM battery. Um, the low maintenance style battery is much like what you would see in your car or truck. It's it's more of like the automotive style battery uh, and usually has automotive style terminals on it. Again, like with the AGM battery, um, I, what I do is I look for the term low maintenance on the low maintenance battery. It'll generally say that right on the battery and that's a good indication that you're using a low maintenance uh, type of a battery. Now, Guy, I think you hinted at this before when you were talking about conventional batteries there, but does what type of battery I have drastically change how I approach the battery maintenance that we're going to talk about? It can, yeah. Um, The one outlier we've got in the list here is the AGM battery. AGM batteries uh, benefit from from a more specific charger to get the best results. Uh, Usually, AGM battery chargers will have a, a, a desulfating mode to help them remove sulfur crystals that uh, can kind of build up on the lead plates inside. And those are just a normal byproduct of the electrolysis that happens in there. Conventional low maintenance batteries can be charged with uh, much more of a regular battery charger. The, uh, the thing to make note of here as well is, you know, the conventional and the low maintenance batteries, um, you'll want to use, you know, somewhat of a regular battery charger it would be a 12 volt battery charger and uh, should have a one and a half amp output. Um, the AGM battery charger is a little different. Um, it's a 12 volt, two amp battery charger that we recommend to use on those. So how do I know when it's time to charge my battery then? What you want to do is, is check the battery voltage periodically. We recommend, uh, you know, making sure you've got good battery voltage uh, every 30 days or once per month. It should be charged up any time that you see the voltage uh, at like 12 and a half volts or, or lower. Usually the rule of thumb for charging is you'd want to charge the battery at a rate of one-tenth of the battery's amp hour rating, and that's generally found right on the battery itself. Um, to make things simpler, we, we, we do recommend just a 12-volt, one-and-a-half amp output for the conventional and low-maintenance batteries. And then, uh, as I said, uh, on the AGM battery as well, 12-volt, 2-amp battery charger for that one. So walk me through the process then. It's time to charge my battery. How do I do that? Do I have to remove the battery from the vehicle, or how do I make sure it's fully charged? Well, it depends on the vehicle, but most vehicles, uh, most Polaris vehicles do not require the battery be removed to charge it. Some vehicles, especially some of the newer ones in our lineup, they actually have a specific uh, charge port for you to plug in a battery tender, which is kind of a low um, low charge rate battery charger. It's it's meant to, uh, as the name indicates, it's meant to kind of tend to the battery voltage while the vehicle is not in use. The uh, plugins that we put in for the battery tender on our vehicles uh, is usually in a, in a easy to find location where you can pretty easily just plug in your uh, two pin connector from your battery tender right into it and uh, and walk away. If you don't have a battery tender and you want to use a more standard style that you would connect right to the battery terminals, um, you can do that. And in most cases, uh, that battery is accessible to uh, to get those clamps on there without having to remove the battery first. So other than charging, what are some steps I can take to ensure a longer life for my battery? Well, that's a great question. We, um, 
there's a few things that you can do and, and drastically improve the service life and performance of your battery. One of the biggest things is, uh, you know, if your vehicle is going to be in, in storage, that's a time that you would want to remove the battery, I think, and, and maintain it on a charger. Uh, the reason I, I recommend removing the battery for something uh, like that is uh, hot and cold weather, um, you know, outside ambient temps can be tough on a battery. So uh, if the weather is hot, it's best to bring the battery into cooler temperatures. Hot weather, the hotter the temperature, the faster that the battery will uh, self-discharge. However, if the battery is in a low state of charge while you're in cold ambient temps, you run the risk of the battery freezing, uh, which would require battery replacement. Um, and so it's important to, you know, test and charge the battery often, uh, whether you're in hot or cold weather. And, and that's where our recommendation for measuring battery voltage and maintaining that charge every 30 days comes from. I think other than that, you'd want to um, make sure that your battery cables remain tight um, and that you clean up any of the kind of natural corrosion that can happen between uh, the battery and the battery terminals um, periodically. It varies by vehicle, so you'd want to reference your vehicle's owner's manual to get uh, more specific information uh, depending on what vehicle you have. What about when operating my vehicle? Are there things I can do as a rider to make it less likely I have to deal with a dead battery? Absolutely. The most important thing you can do is, is check and maintain the battery charge monthly. Like I've said a couple times, 12.6 to 12.8 volts is a fully charged battery. Um, any battery measuring 12.5 volts or less should be charged up until you can uh, achieve that 12.6 to 12.8 volts. Another big thing to hit on here is, you know, the way you use the vehicle can have a pretty big factor. Um, if you're frequently using your vehicle at very low speeds, like, like low engine RPM, and or you're using it for very short trips, uh, that can prevent your battery from getting sufficiently recharged after after starting and you know operating some of the electronics. And this is just due to the function of the charging system, which requires not only some engine runtime but but also some higher RPMs to really get uh, that battery adequately charged back up uh, before you're you're parking it. And then you know one other thing I, I think to mention is. Uh, you know, we have a lot of accessories out there that you can add to your Polaris vehicle. And, you know, there's there's always limitations to uh, the output of the charging system. So if you have, you know, too many electrical accessories going on at once, that the charging system isn't going to be able to sufficiently recharge the battery no matter how long or, or how fast you're, you're riding. Um, so, you know, having a whole bunch of light bars or spotlights you know, a stereo system and lighted whips and everything going all at once, and then you need to go um, use your winch perhaps, you know, that can be really hard on the battery and, and cause you to have to replace it sooner. What I'd recommend doing there is, you know, to learn about the wattage specifications for the electrical accessories you that you plan to add to the vehicle. And, you know, make sure that when you're adding those wattages up, you're not exceeding the output, uh, the maximum output of the stator or the vehicle's charging system. If you follow those three steps, I think you'll get maximum life and performance out of your battery. Excellent. Guy, thank you so much for all that knowledge. We really appreciate you stopping by the podcast and talking batteries. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's it's always a pleasure. A huge thanks to Guy and a huge thanks to all of you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We truly appreciate it. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. We're happy you found us. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. 
And if you feel like it, leave us a five-star review. Then spread the word to your friends. Don't forget to check out our archived episodes for more maintenance and operation tips to make off-road vehicle ownership even easier. Also make sure to look at the description of this episode. There you'll find some helpful links, like the battery care article on the Polaris Help Center site that includes the video guy made. You'll also find the link to contact us, because if you have a question or an idea for a future episode, we want to hear from you. Then stay tuned for more episodes. So until then, this has been a Polaris Podcast. Hey everyone, that is Clover, and she would like to remind everyone that the Polaris Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. That's right, Clover. The Help Center is your first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Just look for the Help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. Hey, I'll tell them if you'll settle down and give me a chance. Anyway, Clover says to remember that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Satisfied, Clover?